Welcome to Third Shot Podcast, where we talk about the sport we love, pickleball. We bring the community together by talking about things like paddles, apparel, fun stories that have happened in our pickleball experiences. And thank you so much for joining us today. If you haven't already, please check out our website at thirdshotpodcast.com. And you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Third Shot Podcast. Today, we have Russ and Uncle Greg for our first segment, and we've got our shots ready. We do. Oh, you know it. <laughs> Tradition. Cheers, Cheers. everybody. Oh, yeah. oh, that is so good. I've been waiting for this all day. Coconut soju. That, yes. that looks amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. It's going to be amazing. It will continue to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but yeah. Bridgie, you brought out something a little different today. Yeah, I found um, some mini bottles in my freezer. Yeah, the mini bottle of? Kinky liqueur. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I haven't drank this stuff since college, I think. <laughs> it's been a long time. Nice. nice. It tastes like um, kind of like melted otter pops. Oh. Oh, that's okay. not bad. No, it's delicious. That Very sounds sweet. amazing, actually. So if you froze it, would it be an otter pop, an alcoholic otter pop? Well, I don't know if I could freeze this. Maybe if I blended it with like oh yeah, some ice or something. Make it a shave ice, a kinky <laughs> yes. liqueur shave ice. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> it was funny because uh, the reason why shave ice came to mind so quickly is because your cousin, my daughter, uh, last day of law school, last class day of law school was today. And the law school brought in a shave ice truck to oh for all gosh, the students. And she said that was just the perfect capper. Her and all of her friends that she got to know over the past you know, few years got together at Shave Ice and kind of reminisced. And she said it was just the perfect ending. That's great. And to kick off summertime too, I'm sure that's exactly what they needed. Yeah. Now they just got to get ready for finals, right? So <laughs> the dreaded finals. Stressing out. So yeah, honey, if you're listening, good luck to you and your finals. Yeah. Good luck, Sid. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Well, so I'll be Bridget out there soon. Yeah. You're coming up to the Bay Area. I'm super excited because we have a tournament. We do. Our tournament number two together. I know. I'm excited for it. And I did a little scouting recently. Oh, did you? You got the inside scoop? I Well, I, you know, I went to the place that the tournament's going to be held at. And uh, I played over the weekend. And I ran into some people and they, I overheard them say, yeah, we're preparing for a tournament the next weekend. And I'm going... Oh, what tournament are you playing in? And they said, you know, they're playing in the same tournament that we are. Um, and I go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we're playing in it as well, too. And so I definitely made sure that, um, you know, I did a little scouting, did a little figuring out what their strengths are and, you know, what kind of players they are. They were good. We're in trouble, Bridgie. Oh, no. And <laughs> I'm nervous because when we were signing up for this tournament, you had said there's two different levels yeah there is uh kind of the novice intermediate level and mm -hmm. then there's intermediate advanced level and we decided hey let's try intermediate advanced level let's just go for it 
Yes. So that was already making me nervous because I feel like we're playing up a level, which we need so that way we can keep getting better. But now hearing this stiff competition, I'm a little <laughs> Well, a little when I worried. gave you the two levels and you said, hey, let's go intermediate advance, I said, yeah, let's let's go for it. And yeah, then so. um, now I'm thinking, gosh, I'm going to blame Bridgie for this disaster that's going <laughs> 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 to set it our way. It. The storm that's heading our way. We can take them, Bridgie. I think, okay. I mean, it's they're tough, but I think I think we can compete. We can compete. Yeah. I, the one thing that's going to be new for me is playing indoor because I'm so used to just playing outdoor, but this tournament's held inside. How do you think that's going to go for us? Well, I would assume that most of the players are not used to this gym. Um, and I played in this gym a couple of times now. Um, in fact, I probably played more than a couple of times in this gym. So at least half of our team is used to the light <laughs> in there. If you're asking me personally, not going to bother me at all. I get it. I get it. It's, uh, but the people that have not played, and I don't want to freak you out, um, do have a difficult time for the first, you know, game to kind of get used to picking up the ball off the court because depending on what color balls they use, um, like the, the traditional yellow, greenish balls, mm-hmm. are really, really tough to see. Uh, in oh, this no. gym, but the orange ones you can see better. Interesting. Oh, well, yeah. I'll, I'll be hoping for orange balls. <laughs> Russ, what advice can you give us in preparing <laughs> for this? I can you guys play in advance? Can you guys get there? Like, get into the gym? Can you oh. break in? Like, what can you do to get in there and 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 give it a shot? Well, I think we can be the first ones to show up. Okay. Sign in and get on the courts to warm up. Um, I think that's a really good tip because the people that you know show up last and uh, have less warm up time will take a little bit of time to adjust. So I think the first match is key because yeah. after the first match, everybody's eyes kind of you know figure it all out, right? But uh, the first match, it's two things happen because most people are used to playing outdoors. It's the visual thing. And it's the balls fly different inside. And, you know, you know, we interviewed, um, you know, people from pickle and they were telling us the difference between indoor and outdoor balls. There is a Mm -hmm. difference in how they fly and how they come off the paddle. So people that are used to playing outdoors are going to have probably a one match adjustment period. And can you guys bring your own? Pickleball, like, are you? Are, do they have the balls there? Like, they, I know the last tournament they kind of had their own balls. Like, will you be able to bring in yours? So, like, you can have a certain color on a personal level. Am I bringing? I am bringing mine, but they will be providing pickleballs for us to, <laughs> okay. to, use, to make it standard across all the matches. Yes, they will be providing. <laughs> okay so it's a it's a particular color so can you figure out what that color is in advance so that you can you can maybe go in there and play with that to see if uh i think we're out of time yeah maybe oh really can you yeah, make a phone call weekend, or so. send an email or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right we're it's too close right like it's, it's happening close. it's uh, yeah oh, it's, it's this happening. weekend so we gotta we gotta be ready for this yeah, ready for this. 
Yeah. yeah, I think the other the other tip I'll I'll give you, Bridgie, is the ceiling is tough. So when people lob here, it's kind of tough to pick up the ball. People have uh, like the mm-hmm. first couple of times somebody lobs you and you're looking up into the ceiling and trying to find the ball, um, it's it's a little distracting. Dang. You're getting me all worried. I got to worry about the lines. No, I'm telling you, this is our advantage. You know, this is this is how you get them. This is how you, you know, you're going to have to lob them and then we got them. All right. I'll practice my lobs from now until then. Well, you know, if we, uh, if we listen back to the tape of the last tournament. Yes. You're going to hear that uh, I made, I made two calls that, that became correct. One was, was the wind. Right. I said, oh, you know what? This, 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 it feels like it's picking up. It's going to be a problem. Like this could be, and it definitely picked up. It definitely became a problem. And it was a factor in the game. There was another thing. I can't remember what it was, but I made that call. So I'll just make the call that you guys are going to win and, and you'll win. There you Thank go. You. The <laughs> other thing was that the last turn we played in every match that you watched us, we won. Right. Exactly. Now, unfortunately, I can't be there for this one, though. So you guys are going to have to just, just go for it. Um, you have to, Dang, Russ. Yeah, yeah. Greg, you're going to have to bring your own balls. Well, I'll be busy. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that you were going to like say, hey, bring out the Russ cutout so we could just put you on the side of the court and pretend that you're watching. Yeah, just to just have like a, uh, I don't know, just just have a basketball in the corner on a uh, on something. It'll, you know, you'll, you'll think it's my bald head and you'll be fine. It's a, is it kind of like Wilson from? Uh, yeah, Wilson? exactly. Yeah. Castaway. <laughs> Russ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, okay. So uh, you know, we we do the learning more question, um, and I, I I mentioned this to Bridgie while you were out before we started recording, and now uh, to to Bridgie's shock and surprise, I'm changing the question. Uh oh. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Because, ready. well, you know, we've, we've got an indoor tournament coming up. Um, when you're playing outdoor, you guys both changed into like shorts and whatnot. You were like, I, I got to ask a peril question. What are you going to be wearing for the tournament? Because it's indoors. Will you be wearing something different? Well, I'm glad you asked that because uncle, should I be wearing something different? I was just planning on wearing my normal kind of athletic attire and my pickleball shoes, but is there something in particular that would be beneficial? Wow. Um, no, no, I think, I think, okay. So the one, the one thing I'll say about this gym is it gets very hot in there. Mm. So mm. be prepared that it, it, it stays warm in this gym. And I typically play in this gym at night. And we're going to be playing during the day. So I haven't looked at the weather report, what it's going to be like this weekend. But if it's a warm day anyway, and we're in this gym, there's no air conditioning in there. So it's, right. it's going to be warm. So be prepared <laughs> for that. Yeah. Yikes. All right. Yeah. Well, the other thing too was shoes. So I know that a lot of players keep a separate pair of shoes for indoor and outdoor use. So maybe I'll, I'll wash the soles of my shoes so that I have a little bit more stick. I've never heard that. Does that work? I, th- I feel like I've had some volleyball <laughs> and basketball friends in the past who, you know, they'll clean their shoes so that way they get a little bit more grip on the courts. Is it a basketball court? It surface? is a basketball court. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that'll help. Cool. Okay. Maybe we're not sliding. Go. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to slide. That's for sure. 
And then what, one other question, how, how are you going to celebrate the win? You guys mm. walk away with the gold. Well, I think the soju is a good start. Yeah, right? <laughs> shots sound very appropriate. I mean, for us, I mean, we got to take shots. So, right. yeah, we can do shots of something. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Eat. Food is always involved in celebrating with us. Yeah, exactly. Well, we had great barbecue last time in celebrations. So. Yeah. Bridget, have you thought about any place that, you know, you're coming back to your stomping ground, your old stomping ground. Have you thought about, like, where you want to go eat? Uh, to celebrate? I haven't. That's a really good question. Like miss? Is there any type of food that you miss? I mean, obviously Vegas has the best restaurants ever, but you know, is there anything you miss from back home? You know, this is so cliche, but my grandma's cooking, I think is probably the biggest thing that I miss from California. She's the best cook. She is. Well, the lucky thing is, is your auntie, my wife has learned from the best. And maybe she could make you something that's very close to yes. what uh, Grammy made for you. I there would you love go. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, now you got the food plans. What, what's the plan for the podcast today? Well, when we come back from break, we have Justin and Mike, the co-founders of PB Army. And PB Army makes some really cool caps uh, for pickleballers, especially for pickleballers. And uh, I think everybody's going to really enjoy the technology and the, the amount of research they put into creating their caps. So come on back and meet Justin and Mike from PB Army. Hi, it's Bridgie and Uncle Greg from Third Shot Podcast. Are you tired of pickle balls that crack in cold weather or don't stay around? Introducing the newest ball from Pickle, the Elite 40, a new and improved pickle ball that's harder, better, and stronger than others on the market. Made with advanced materials, the Pickle Elite 40 doesn't crack as easily as other balls, so you can keep playing without interruption. Whether you're a seasoned pro or a beginner, the Pickle Elite 40 will allow you to play one more and never worry about your ball. Why settle for a subpar pickleball when you can have the best? Get your hands on Pickle Elite 40s today and experience a difference for yourself. Make sure to use code THIRDSHOT10, that's T-H-I-R-D-S-H-O-T-10, to get 10% off your entire order on Pickle.com. That's P-C-K-L.com. Welcome back to Third Shot. Thanks for sticking with us through break. Today we have two very special guests. We have Justin Rumley and Mike Chavaria. They are the co-founders of PB Army, and they have a really unique story and a great product to share with us today. Thank you for joining us, guys. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. I see that you guys are ready to do a toast with us. You are prepared. Yes, absolutely. We got the what do you guys have in hand? It's the uh, Jägermeister cold brew. So cheers to that. Oh, awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Funny story about Jägermeister. I have a, uh, <laughs> I have a pickleball friend. And, uh, you know, the first time I met him, I asked him, I go, you know, hey, my name's Greg. Who are you? He goes, my name's Jäger. I go, oh, cool. Hey, Jaeger. And he, he goes, well, my my real name is not really Jaeger, but I drink Jaeger so much. And uh, it's my favorite drink that everybody calls me Jaeger. And then he rips off. He kind of pulls his tank top off to the side and across his chest. No Jaeger. Way. Like no he is, Yeah, yeah. So 
Jager, if you're listening to the show, you should be listening to the show. These guys are your kind of guys for sure. (laughs) So tell us, how did you guys meet and when did you guys start playing pickleball together? Well, the irony of it is, is we met through cycling. Uh, I was doing an annual Super Bowl bike ride up to what's called Flagpole. And uh, I was talking to a mutual friend of Mike and I's. I just met him and I was telling a little bit about myself. I lost my dad to Lou Gehrig's disease and I'd started an ALS ride here in the Valley. And he's like, well, you got to meet my friend, Mike. He's uh, an avid cyclist as well. And uh, his friend has ALS. And next thing you know, we had tacos because Mike's into tacos. He'll, he, he said he can eat tacos. <laughs> Who and, isn't into tacos? Come on. Yeah, that's so, awesome. So literally we met over tacos. And I remember that day you, you were getting ready to when we left there you went to go play pickleball and you, he's like ah oh, you should come play pickleball i'm like what the hell is that you know and i didn't go that day and now i'm regretting it because you know one thing led to another but yeah so we met through that for the most part and we was almost what a year ago yeah yeah so we met a year ago we did the als ride together last year we're doing it again this year uh we raised one hundred forty thousand dollars last year for als wow research. that's amazing that's amazing yeah that you guys can't guess the name of our How team. How many riders to raise 140,000? Uh, 150 riders last year. So nice. Yeah, it's it's an eccentric group. It's uh, like I told Mike when he first came, and it's a club you don't want to join, but it's one you don't want to leave once you're here, right? So I've met some amazing people. Um, this isn't the first ride. I, my wife and I, when we were in Minnesota, we put on the Minnesota. It was the ALS Bike Track Minnesota. We raised over a million dollars for ALS research. So. Um, it's funny cause Mike had never really met me and we went to all the rest areas. I never told people who I was or anything, but everybody knew me and Mike's like, who the hell is this guy? So <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have so much in common. Yeah, absolutely. So and you're like me, a cycling, I, you're a cycling celebrity in the area. Um, not so much in the area, maybe because of some KOMs that I've taken on Strava, but yeah, I'm not really known here for anything but pickleball at this point because we are our wives are complaining because we've got all these bikes and are collecting dust because we're like do we want to like yesterday we bailed on a ride to go play pickleball and uh that is understandable it is <laughs> great community here so yeah i'm gonna be hurting though i'm doing another ride to uh, raise money for als this upcoming weekend um it's basically going to be 250 miles south um to roanoke and then 157 miles north back home um, and I've only ridden my bike 200 miles this year. And I do a lot of long distance bike packing before I started my pickleball addiction. Um, so I'm going to be hurting a little bit trying to uh, ride all the way down and back up. But it'll be well worth it to raise some more money for ALS this year. Yeah, absolutely. So, Mike, when did you start playing pickleball then to so, then introduce Justin? So I started playing pickleball a year ahead of Justin. Um, my nephew, who at the time was 11 years old, He's wired like me. We can't sit down. We don't know how to half-ass anything. We're either doing it or we're not. We don't really have that medium throttle that uh, most normal people have. So we were sitting around and we were bored and neither one of us can sit down very long. So we were playing table tennis for a while. And then he was like, hey, I want to move on to something else. Like, let's go to the sporting goods store and figure out what we can do that both of us will have fun and make it where it's kind of equal. So, And he's really athletic for an 11-year-old anyways, but he's been playing uh, hockey both street hockey and ice hockey. And he's on a traveling uh, ice hockey team currently right now down in the Jacksonville, Florida area. So we went to Dick's and sure enough, he ended up picking pickleball because neither one of us had heard of it. So 
ended up looking it up, seeing if that was something that we both wanted to do, picked up, you know, just the cheap four paddle set and the rest is history after that. We both got addicted and started playing. And then when I came back up here is when I ended up under like being able to meet the people here in Harrisonburg that play pickleball. And then I got a better paddle and then started getting my, my, uh, level up, started working with a coach to get a little bit better. Cause you really can't get better at something without having some coaching. I think, I think coaching is always very important along with the putting in the practice, but that's how I started playing pickleball. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty typical story, right? Once you get the pickleball bug, you can't stop. Yeah. I haven't um, met anyone that's quit yet. Right. No, nobody. I mean, it, it's uh, it's one of those sports. I've never seen anything like this. I've been playing sports my whole life and nothing has been like this or instantly people play it for the first time and then they just fall in love with it and they get addicted to it. But they don't always start a company. And uh, so how did the two of you actually decide to turn this addiction in your friendship into actually starting PB Army? And tell us a little bit about what PB Army does. Yeah, so for me, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I'm always trying to come up with a new idea. I build a coffee brand that I sold. I, I, since I, my dad had ALS, I sell feeding tube holders. So I have an international company. And yeah, so we were actually on a bike ride. I think that was our first bike ride together. And we were chit-chatting with each other. And Mike had told me about uh, he had had some cancer removed on his arm because I said, man, why do you always wear sleeves? And he's told me, and I'm like, oh, wow, damn, that really makes sense. And he told me, oh, well, I'm thinking about doing arm sleeves. And I had already had this idea of PB Army because, you know, my dad, when I was a kid, Paps Blue Ribbon, whether you had an NBB, PB Army ASAP. And it was like this big thing when I was a kid. And so, uh, yeah, we were riding bikes. We were actually at the uh, Natural Canyon or uh, Natural Chimneys. And we took a picture of it. That's the picture that's in our blog. And um, I told him, I, I told him, I was like, oh, man, I didn't want to tell anybody about my idea because I've heard of other people having ideas. So I came home that night after we talked about it. We were planning to do arm sleeves. So I went and got the uh, website, all the social media, everything set up so we could make sure that we could do it. And then um, following that, we went through a bunch of different variations of going through different arm sleeves and then looking to see how many people wear arm sleeves. And we quickly realized that, Hey, not everyone's going to wear an arm sleeve. They're not going to see the benefit. People keep using sunscreen or not. You're really not going to get somebody that's going to wear long sleeve shirt, like out in Las Vegas, you probably don't see a whole lot of people wearing long sleeves um, out there. So we're like, Hey, we're not going to be able to force this product on people. What's something that everybody needs. And then along with that, how could we improve on that? So that's where we came up with uh, basically a play on words. We came up with thinking cap because that's kind of the same thing. I'm going to put my thinking cap on. People have a drinking cap. So we were like, all right, we're going to call it my thinking cap. So inside, as you guys, you guys are wearing the caps right now, you can see, you know, that it has the PB Army and my thinking cap in there to make it really personal for each person that that's, you know, their thinking cap. It's no one else's. And, uh, you know, it looks stylish on and off the court. So three basic requirements I wanted to have for the hat. Um, I'm an outdoor enthusiast by nature with, uh, used to do a lot of hiking, um, and, uh, trekking, uh, backpacking, and then translated over into uh, bike packing. I do long distance bike packing. So outdoor gear is my thing. I used to have a company myself, Ride Smarter Technology, which I shortened it down to RS Tech and used to make uh, cycling bags, custom cycling bags for bike packers. So know a lot about outdoor materials. So wanted to pick a material that was hydrophobic also antimicrobial and 
would be durable. So that's what we ended up coming up with and then found a manufacturer that could make the cap the way we wanted to. And there you go. That was a, the dinking cap. We started out with the two colors to begin with, and we're working on three more colors. And then I'm even working on a more durable version that's going to be coming out here pretty soon with a camouflage top, kind of a montage to our veteran service that we had in the past. It'll be a U.S. Army, even though we're Navy veterans, the U.S. Army uh, black camo color that's going to be a 500D uh, Cordura material. So it'll be super water resistant, very, very durable for the top two front panels and then also the top and bottom of the visor, which are the areas that are most handled by somebody when they're wearing a cap. And then we'll continue to keep it ventilated in the back with the lighter weight material. Well, I got to say, I love this hat. I've gotten to try it out. Uh, for those listening, I'm rocking the black and black cap. Um, and now to find out that the the name PB Army comes from a play on words and the family story behind it, I love it even more. Yeah. Right? We've gotten to hear um, what kind of goes into designing paddles and balls and things like that, but we haven't had a chance to learn what goes into designing a cap. So what types of obstacles did you guys face and was it pretty straightforward in designing or was there something more behind it? Now, we we did a lot of ideation between whether we just took a regular hat and put our brand on it and, you know, we, 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 did put our brand on some hats and just warm around, but all of a sudden, you know, we got the salt stains coming up and we're like, man, we've got to design something better, like something very specific. And so I'm the brand guy, the SEO website and designer, but Mike knows all the textiles and fabrics. And, you know, so we just went to work and we found someone that could provide the materials and the product that we needed. And so I just did all the design work. We put a bunch of ideas together and, and, uh, did a lot of sampling of like what colors people would like, obviously black on black. So the next color is going to be, we're going to have an all white in case there's a pro out there that needs one for the masters next year. That's <laughs> right. right? Put it out, manifest it. You're thinking ahead. I like that. Army. Yeah. So Justin at PBArmy.com hit me up. I'll the white one. And, uh, and then, you know, we want to put some ladies colors out there. So we did three iterations of women's colors asking, you know, what the, their favorite color was. So we decided to go with one is powder blue. Um, and it, Mike's wife picked it, my wife picked it and we're doing it a little different. So we're going to emboss on the front instead of having the logos. But that's what we really want to do. We don't have, a, no one knows who PB Army is yet. And so we really wanted to have a clean hat that people wanted to wear, but yet still have the brand. So yeah. Yeah, and I think well, the they're going to know what PB Army is now that you're on the show. Come on, yeah, now. absolutely. That's why we do it. Everyone knows who you guys are, but they're going to know us at all. Yeah, so yeah, and it's all about creating a solution. So we didn't just decide to build a hat. We actually went to the courts with the idea of solving a problem because I'm a solutions guy, and so is Mike. I mean, our when you're in the Navy, you're out to sea. You can't go to the hardware store and, and go buy what you need. You have to find a solution on hand. So. Everyone we saw and talked to, especially we went to the holiday party and we were talking to this guy's wife and she's like, his hats are so disgusting. If you guys design a hat, I'll buy 10 of them. And, and they already <laughs> bought a couple at least. So, and uh, yeah, and he's a professional poker player out in Vegas. So, oh, cool. cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. And well, he was, he's retired now, but he, I think he's out playing pickleball in Vegas yeah, this week. He just won gold. He won gold. gold. So, wow. look for him. Hey, Mike, I yeah. apologize. I jumped in with my stupid comment, but what, you, you were going to say something. 
I was just going to say like the, the main things that I wanted to look at on the design of the cap was to make the bill, the visor about a quarter inch longer to be able to keep that sun out from your eyes. And then also wanted to make sure that the front stayed low profile because really no one wants to wear that 10 gallon, you know, cowboy hat on their head. So we wanted to keep low profile in the front and then give us a little bit more visor to keep that sun out. Yeah. That sounds you good. Texas, so we might do a cowboy hat at some point. Though. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, I know, you know, I don't see enough cowboy hats on the pickleball courts yet. So yeah. I think you, you, you might you be onto something. You know, I'm a huge uh, cap guy. I have so many different caps. So I have a lot of cap questions for the two of you. Hopefully you can help me out here. Uh, we do got to take a quick break. But when we come back, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about how to care for caps. Yeah, so they last nice and long and they stay looking fresh. So when we come back, we will be with Justin and Mike, co-founders of PDR. Come on back. Hi, it's Bridgie and Uncle Greg from Third Shot Podcast. Are you tired of pickle balls that crack in cold weather or don't stay around? Introducing the newest ball from Pickle, the Elite 40, a new and improved pickle ball that's harder, better, and stronger than others on the market. Made with advanced materials, the Pickle Elite 40 doesn't crack as easily as other balls, so you can keep playing without interruption. Whether you're a seasoned pro or a beginner, the Pickle Elite 40 will allow you to play one more and never worry about your ball. Why settle for a subpar pickleball when you can have the best? Get your hands on Pickle Elite 40s today and experience a difference for yourself. Make sure to use code THIRDSHOT10, that's T-H-I-R-D-S-H-O-T-10, to get 10% off your entire order on pickle.com. That's P-C-K-L.com. Thanks for coming back to Third Shot, the podcast where our goal is to bring the pickleball community together. Check out our website when you get a chance, thirdshotpodcast.com. We have the latest episodes. We have blogs. Um, and if you get there and listen to our show on whether it's Spotify, Podbean, Apple, Google, please rate us five stars and start following the show if you're enjoying it. And, uh, you know, we promise to keep having great guests like the two we have right now, Justin and Mike, the founders of PB Army. And, uh, Guys, you know what time it is. It's time for our third shot. So cheers to PB Army. Cheers. I keep going down better. One yeah, more. <laughs> Might have so to finish the break, I was kind of uh, I was kind of mentioning like how do we keep you know the, the caps in good shape? And you mentioned a couple of times about the salt stains. And I always wonder, is there a way to prevent the salt stains? But it sounds like, based on the materials you use in the caps, maybe that helps prevent the salt stains. But if you ever get them in, in other caps, maybe not yours, what do you do to clean them? Yeah, so for the most part, even our caps at some point, you're going to reach a saturation point. They are water resistant with the hydrophobic uh, coating that they put on the material um, at the manufacturer, but it will resist the stains for quite a long time. Plus it's antimicrobial. So you won't have the germs growing on it, but the simplest way to wash any cap and including our cap is just to use like a light, uh, like Dawn dishwashing detergent. And you can just put a little bit in your hands and, you know, put your hands together. Like you're washing your hands, get the water on the top of the cap and on the inside and just go all over all those surfaces with uh, cold water and then uh, rinse it all off. And then with ours, you'll be able to, to pop it dry outside 
So do you do you do you do the wash with the hand on the inside and outside? Yes, all the way around, inside all the way and around. If you really need to, you can use one of those soft bristle brushes. Also, um, if you want to get into the cracks or crevices, or a soft bristle toothbrush, we'll end up getting in all those areas and clean out. Because normally the the area that that usually absorbs a lot, unless you're using water resistant thread, is the thread. So that's an area that you could really get some advantage out of using a soft bristle toothbrush. My wife cannot stand when I'm wearing an ugly looking cap because it's got stains <laughs> and stuff. And I have a problem with the salt stains. So what you're saying right now, I am so excited to hear all this. So she sometimes will soak my cap in like a bucket with soapy water. Is that a good idea? Or is what you're saying a better idea? Don't soak it might, you know, you know, uh, hurt the uh, fabric or something. I don't think it'll hurt the fabric. Your main thing is depending on what your visor material is made out of more than anything, it could end up deforming that visor quite a bit by soaking up the water, unless you know for sure if it's some type of polymer or plastic material that won't absorb the water um, that, yeah, definitely wouldn't soak it unless you were for sure knew what type of material was in there. But I think it's a lot better just to rinse off the top, bottom, inside, outside, and then rinse it off, pop it dry, and then let it sit out and finish drying. That is such useful information. And I wish I would have known this a long time ago because I have so many hats too. And I sweat so much, especially being out in Vegas and having something on your head, like stains all around. But I've been wearing this one um, multiple sessions of longer than like two hours and still there's nothing. And I had a visor that I tried out recently and Sure enough, after one day of use, there was already stains on it. But now I know how to clean it, at least. (laughs) Exactly. One day. I I was playing last week. One day, you know, in the Bay Area, it has not been really hot. But it was a nice day. It wasn't even that hot. It was like 65 degrees, right? But it was sunny. And I was wearing, not your cap, I was wearing a different cap. And one session, completely messed up. I was like, come on, there's got to be a better thing. And then I started wearing your cap and it's it's been golden ever since. That's our goal. <laughs> well, it's working. Um, I'm going to be traveling to go see Uncle and to participate in a tournament up in Northern California. What would you two recommend as the best way to travel with a cap? Wear it. <laughs> Put it on my head. Let everyone see it through the well, airport. You got two caps, so we got to you got to you know pack one of them and wear one of them. So if we, what do you do with the packed one? They do have plastic protectors that you can put around and protect it but this thing's mm-hmm. pretty cool. I, I just toss it in my pickleball bag but i don't know if you as long as you kept the visor so it didn't get creased so when we when i pack my clothes i roll all of them so if you rolled like a pair of jeans and then put it underneath to keep the form of the visor and then yeah. packed it within the clothes so that it held the form inside your travel or your carry-on bag i think that would work best if you didn't want to buy the plastic piece so since you guys have started the company, what obstacles have you run into that you weren't expecting? Like, obviously, Justin, you started companies before you're an entrepreneur, so maybe you're pretty prepared in this. But was there anything that's happened when, since you started the company that you just didn't see coming? I think the main thing for me was just being it, like how long it was going to take to go from the design process, finding a manufacturer, and then that delay time between like when you put your order in and everything's dialed in like how long it actually takes before you can get products. So it was really hard on the, uh, I would say the hardest thing was getting that marketing down of trying to market the company and uh, be able to grow our email list 
um, while we didn't have a product in hand. And then still now, like only having a couple of colors makes it somewhat difficult because if people don't like the two colors we have, they're just going to pass and move on. So that's the main thing because we're trying to bootstrap this and get this going where we can help out and build the pickleball community. And then the next few products that we have that are in the works are also for solving different problems that people have out um, on the court that we want to continue to grow, but we also want to make sure that, you know, we grow it smart and uh, continue to hopefully gain more followers and gain more customers. I, I think one of the hardest things is there's so many people jumping into this game right now with content. So there's so many content creators. There's a lot of people on the back end that are reaching out to us now that, you know, that, that want to us to send them a free hat or this or that. And we sent quite a few. And I'll say that the hand-picked ones like yourselves that we've um, actually partnered with have been very successful. They've been really good. They didn't just, they're not just out here to get a free cap, uh, free dinking cap. They're, they're sending us pictures, you know, telling us how great the cap is. So we're really looking for that feedback loop as well. So hearing you guys have that success story um, as well as us, I mean, yeah, I don't think, I think we've had, the mindset and just uh, the shared skill set between the two of us. I don't think we've really had anything pop up that we're like, oh man. Um, I think the only thing we've had is our wives telling us to just bring it back a little bit, you know, and not <laughs> completely in because they know how we are. So we're like he said, we're, we both have addictive personalities. So I mean, I think it was less than two weeks on the court. I had two paddles, shoes, all of the goods, right, in a bag, and so. Yeah. Yeah. You guys go all in, it sounds like, but it's working out well. And the pickleball community is great with putting people in contact with one another. So we, uncle and I really hope that this show kind of helps get the PB army logo name, brand, everything out there, get those sales up. And you and I have kind of a fun story on how we met through another Instagram user Absolutely. that we haven't had an opportunity to talk with yet, but Pickleball Smash, can you talk a little bit more about how you know them? Yeah, so uh, Mike knows him better than I do. I've met him more recently, but yeah, so I saw that you he had sent you a pack of cards and saw it on your Instagram, so I reached out to let you know that there's more to him than just the Pickleball Smash, that he's actually a local guy here, works at James Madison University, and he, I, I told you that you should probably get him on here because he also wrote a children's book, so it's always fun to see how multifaceted some of these people are. And for me, meeting all these people on the pickleball courts, the greatest part. So yeah. How long have you known Rob? Two years? Two years. Two years. He's one yeah. of the guys that basically helped me out with getting started in the pickleball. And, you know, he's one of those guys that's a good coach out there for you to give you um, good advice. And then along with that, uh, he, he's always that guy that gives you a hard time, makes, makes it oh. fun, makes it super fun when you're on the court. Cause he just has like, one line zingers one right after the other that just makes it fun to talk trash and play a little pickleball and he just makes it a lot of fun to be out there on the courts and and that's one of the things i really like about pickleball in general is that it's kind of that third spot that i think people have been missing for such a long time you know you go to work and you go home and you go to work and you go home you don't meet you know all the people that we've met all of us collectively that have met on you know the pickleball courts are people we never would have met if it wasn't for pickleball just gives you that extra outlet to socialize and meet some really good people that, you know, be a part of your life. It's not all about just working home. 
Yeah. You know, I am super curious about your military background. Um, you know, Russ and I do a business show, um, and one of our guests and a good friend of ours, uh, his name is John, he was a captain on a submarine, and he took his experiences from being on a sub and, uh, like, and he created a leadership podcast called uh, Deep Leadership. You know, deep, you know, the submarines, deep under the water, all that. Fantastic show. If, if people get a chance to check out John's uh, show, Deep Leadership, check it out. But I'm curious, what did the two of you guys learn in the military that you've even taken to start your business or that you've kind of taken for your pickleball careers? Um, for me, I started out as a nuke electrician. Um, so I started out on submarines and then I advanced all the way to E7, which is a chief in the Navy, and then switched over to the officer side and then uh, went up to lieutenant commander, which is 04 for people that don't know. And uh, for the most part, I think it's just that whole team building and having a team. So for me, I've always had that servant leadership, even when I first started out in the military, like how could I be a good customer to other people to try to figure out what their needs are? Um, so that way we could be successful as a team. So when I first got out of the military, I thought I just wanted to have a job where it was just me and I wasn't responsible for anybody. My last job that I had was a nuclear repair facility, and we had a lot of civilians and sailors that worked there to do nuclear repairs on the East Coast and also abroad. And uh, I really liked the the team concept and the team wins that we had together so much. But I was like, man, it's kind of hard, like having all this responsibility. I got a job where I just had only responsible for myself. And I was bored out of my mind. My wife said I wouldn't make it six months. I did 18 months just to prove her wrong, but I was miserable <laughs> in that process of proving her wrong. And then I, I ended up going and working for another place where I essentially have about 42 employees and I get those team wins on a regular basis. And they help me out developing and I help them out develop in developing. And uh, I really like working with the team. And I think that's another thing I like about pickleball is that, you know, you go to the court, you have, some people that you normally play with, but it's also nice to have that small team stuff and see how you can win. Like a lot of times, Justin, I may not be the best pickleball players out there, but we have good, good chemistry, chemistry and between the two of us, we can end up coming up with a strategy to be able to win a game that we, we shouldn't be able to win, you know, and then vice versa. We have those days where even our chemistry isn't helping us out. And we still lose, but <laughs> we, we have some pretty good wins against people that are significantly better at pickleball than us and come out ahead. And that really feels good that, you know, you don't necessarily have to always be the better skilled person that sometimes, you know, in life, it's just about the strategy and how you come up with the concept to be able to make those wins happen and then learning from those losses also. And for me, it's just a camaraderie. Like you can meet, if I'm in a place and I run into a veteran, we instantly have chemistry. So I'm part of the VFW and, you know, you go in there and every single person in there, whether you just met them or you've known them for two years, you have that same dialogue. And so for me and Mike, we met each other. We were like best friends instantly. And, you know, like, like you said, on the pickleball court, what his real strong point is, is strategy. Like if we're down, like we've come back from some games where we shouldn't have even won because we were so like underdog because of my skill set being so low, but Mike raised it up by coming like, all right, come on, we got this. Don't give up, you know, and that kind of, never, never, never give up kind of mentality. And that's the way we both are just resilient. So. That's great. That was a good question too, uncle, to compare the military background to what they're doing now. Cause I think it is pretty transferable. 
it sounds like, and you know, that you both are doing great things now. For those people who are interested in purchasing one of these amazing dinking caps, where can they find it and where can they purchase it? Online, PB, just the letter PB and then army, A-R-M-I-E.com. So it's pbarmy.com. And we spelled it that way for a couple of reasons. Uh, I, my other business is a feeding tube holder business. And I had one called the army and I was, I was practicing in the basement and I hit it with a pickleball. And that's when it came to me because I designed the, this uh, feeding tube holder for my dad and he drank perhaps blue ribbon. And that's where I came up with PB army. So it was in my basement practicing, hitting against the wall, dinking. Then I came up with PB army. So the rest, you know, is history, but yeah. So I used the A R M I E to, so you could find us easier um, online. Is because if you type in army, it's going to be weeks before you find us. So if you type in <laughs> army A R M I E, we're at the very top. So. Awesome, and and you guys are so generous that you're doing something a little special for our listeners today. Absolutely. So that anyone that follows your link gets ten percent off. Yep, they can use code third shot with the number three R D followed by shot S H O T. That's third shot, and they get ten percent off their entire order. So thank you both so much for setting that up for our listeners. It's very special, and thank you so much for being on our show today. It was really great getting to find out the story and learning more about these really great dinking caps. Thanks for having us, and thanks for repping us. I mean, we're super stoked that. Uh, we're looking at people on the other side of this webcast with our caps on and uh, that you that they're, you know. Yeah, we'll be uh, we'll definitely be posting a bunch of pictures wearing your caps and, uh, you know, really promoting PB Army. We're, we're excited that I found a cap that can actually sustain all the sweat that I <laughs> create. So thank you so much for coming Absolutely. on. Really appreciate it. Thank and you guys. thank you for joining us at Third Shot, where Bridgie and I will continue to share our pickleball journey. Special thanks to Justin and Mike for joining us today. Check out PB Army on their website, www.pbarmy.com. That's P-B-A-R-M-I-E. Use promo code THIRDSHOT to receive your 10% discount. And support this show by subscribing. We promise to have more amazing guests like Justin and Mike in future episodes. So let's continue to share our enjoyment for the game, grow the pickleball community, and we will see you next time on Third Shot Podcast.